0: Welcome to the I Work for Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work for Him radio program, the voice of the Faith and Work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. Broadcasting from the heart of the I Work for Him nation to Christ followers working in cities, doing all kinds of jobs in all kinds of workplaces all over the United States, you've tuned into the voice of the Faith and Work movement. Hey, welcome. To I work for him. We are your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberger. We're privileged to be here today, walking alongside of you as you and us as we try to figure out what does it really mean to live out our faith in our work? What does it really mean to be missionaries to our workplace? What does it really mean to transform our mindset to being looking at our workplace like a mission field? What does it really mean to put Romans 12 2 into action? Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. We need to change the way we think about our work. Martha?
1: We really do. And one of the things, Jim, that I just want to kind of let our listeners know about, if they want to jump onto Facebook, and um, we're, we're having a conversation over there on a separate page called I Retire For Him. I Retire, the number for him on Facebook. So if you search for it, you'll You'll recognize the logo looks very similar to I Work For Him, and I just want to encourage you to to join the conversation. It will tie in with what we're talking about today, and um, we'll just see where it goes.
0: You know, when life throws you curveballs, what do you do? Well, you make pretzels. Well, that's what Auntie Ann did. She made pretzels. And God gave her an ability to grow a business to support her family, and to support her husband's career choice was to provide marriage counseling to the Amish community where they desperately needed to talk about marriage issues. Mm-hmm. But what do you do then when your business grows so big that maybe you feel like it's not grown so big you might want to get rid of it, but you're not really ready to retire, but maybe you're ready to refire. I think that's really where the conversation is going to go today with Auntie Ann Byler from Auntie Anne's Pretzels. If you haven't had an Auntie Ann Pretzel, well... You've really missed out, haven't you?
1: You really have. And I hope you'll take a chance to look around your community and find out where you can go and get one. But I want to point you all as well to her website, auntieannebyler.com. Auntie Ann, Anne, A N N E. Beiler, B-E-I-L-E-R.com. And today we're going to be talking about her new book, The Secret Lies Within. And that's really going to be, it tells a lot about the story that God's written in her life. We're going to dive into that, but we will be giving away a copy today. So call our listener line, 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK, and you will get a copy Someone will win a copy of The Secret Lies Within by Ann Byler.
0: And maybe you're one of those people that qualifies to join the I Retire for Him Nation. And you're really thinking, Hey, I retired, but I am bored out of my mind and I want purpose back in my life. Well, let's help let us help you get out of the grandstands and back in the playing field, maybe not running the plays anymore, but being a coach. Go to i retire the number four him and see what we've got to offer. we we'll be right back with lots more, and our work for him as Martha and I are on location today in Sarasota, Florida, with Auntie Ann Byler, the CEO of Auntie Ann's. You've all had Auntie Ann's pretzels at the airport or in a shopping center near you. They're squishy. They're gooey. They're phenomenal. Just makes my mouth water thinking about them, Martha.
1: Let's go get one. I I know that's when we told people we were coming to interview you. I'm like, I'm sure we're not getting pretzels today. So don't even don't even worry about it. But we will be traveling. We will be traveling to the nearest one sometime soon. I am sure. Um, So, Anne, you um, have had an amazing journey. And, um, I want to encourage our listeners to be able to go back and listen to the show where we kind of set you all up and who you are and what God has done in your life. But you sold Auntie Ann's to your cousin, Sam. So how did you make sure that that Christ centered culture that you had got, that God built through you was able to perpetuate?
2: Oh, that's a great question. Uh, That was my biggest concerns. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Auntie Anne's went from one store to 900 stores about in in the years that we owned the company, in about 18 years. And um, so what I realized uh, as we grew the company that there were seasons uh, throughout that time in our lives. But the you know, there are seasons in life. you, you got to know when to buy. you, you got to know when to sell. And you um, got to know
0: when to hold them, and you got to know when to walk e- away.
2: Exactly. And for for me to be able to um, uh, really even think about selling the company was quite a journey for me, and that's in one of my books and called Twist of Faith. I won't tell you the details of that story, but uh, I really thought I was going to be Auntie Anne for the rest of my life, and they would bury me as Auntie Anne. But, I mean, I still am Auntie Anne, but you know what I'm saying. As yeah, the owner of the yeah. company... <laughs> uh so when god dropped that uh nugget into our heart that it's a, it would be okay to sell we uh we struggled with it we labored with it we prayed about it and the the, the number one concern of course for us was that the the culture the uh, what we what was what we were um uh what we grew the company to become was to be light and uh, to be to keep that mission of giving going was our main concern. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we prayed and as we really uh, got to the point where we made the decision itself, it took us about two and a half years to get there. Mm-hmm. And when we finally sold, uh, we were able to sell to Sam Bally, who is my second cousin. But he had been in the company uh, almost from day one and had served in almost every capacity there. And he was also an ex-Amish guy. So um, he understood our culture. He understood mm-hmm. our ma- mission very clearly. So that was uh, really the... Um, the easiest part of the sale was to be able to sell to someone that knew who we were and someone that understood every part of the company. Uh, it gave me confidence in the, mm-hmm. in the fact that uh, he knew about all of these things. And as we uh, – it, it really became a trust factor as well. Like, okay, if if God is saying that we can sell the company like it's okay. we had an option. It was our choice, but we felt like we could do this um, and that God was leading us into other things in our life. And uh, when we realized that we needed to just give control over to someone else uh, like, wow, the day we finally uh, settled and I went home. And I sat in my chair and I was like, wow, what did, what did I just do? It was, uh, my whole identity was wrapped up in being Auntie Anne. Sure. And at that point, um, I knew that, that I, uh, could not go back to the company as, uh, like I needed to stay away so that they can actually <laughs> see the new owner. So there were some things that we did that really helped us, um, to, to give him the freedom to become the new owner. So, um, the, the The biggest uh challenge for me at that time was again to think about the culture. and um, as I was praying about that, God just reassured me that he he would take care of that if we just trust him with this process.
0: So, and, and and I love that. And now Sam has grown that from 900 stores to, I mean, how many? There's Probably,
2: probably about 1,800 now. And yeah. he's no longer there. He re, he sold the company as well. But that's the progression. Sure, that's what it does. Of, yes.
0: But that threw you into this halftime experience mm-hmm. where you had to decide, okay, Lord, am I going to retire? What does retirement mean? Or is it more refirement? Is it more phase two of life? Or for you, maybe even phase three, like what what is it that you have next to me? How did you wrestle through Lord, what's next? Because you were young.
2: Exactly. You know, wrestling is a great word, you know. Uh, but what I know today, hindsight is twenty twenty. You know, you can mm-hmm. see where God was uh, with you or how he directed your footsteps. And, and uh, God gave me a pretzel. And then he gave me a platform. And I, I didn't quite understand that at the time. Like, I didn't see the, the whole picture because, re- remember, I'm just coming out of this very busy company, uh, meetings from, day to, from morning to night, traveling around the world, and now I'm stopping. Right. And now I'm looking back. I'm seeing more clearly uh, what that was all about and beginning to my journey of just understanding uh, that my platform is now where God wants me to share my story for God's glory. And over the years... That's changed. God's glory has become my story. But at that time, um, God really inspired me uh, and encouraged me to be willing to tell my story for his glory. The mm. Auntie Ann story, yes, and also my uh, my own personal uh, overcomingness story. And as I began to see the possibilities, I realized, wow, okay, uh, I had a pretzel, but now I have a story. And I just felt so uh, empowered, and I felt like... There was so much to be done in this next season of my life, and truly, it's been a very, very busy season.
0: Those fifteen years.
1: Uh-huh. You know, and I think that's important for people to hear in the sense that you didn't just, uh, you know, start collecting seashells <laughs> no. when you you knew that God had no. a next um, step for you, and um, that it's been very busy. You, I, I want to camp on the word story for just a little bit because I think that that's a big part of what you are doing now. Yes. You understand the value of the story that God wrote in your life. Why don't you talk about that?
2: I believe that every everyone should understand that they have a story to tell and what I've discovered mm-hmm. is that many people don't Uh, don't know that they have a story or they know they have a story and they don't want to tell anyone because of shame and blame or guilt or pain. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or then there's some people that that know they have a story but feel like it's not worth telling. But I I go back to the Bible and I say the Bible is a book filled with stories. Stories have always been important. Stories will always be important. And for us to understand that we have a story is empowering. And how can people know what God's done in your life if you don't share your story? And that's my whole purpose is to share my story for God's Glory, the good, the bad and the ugly. And I'm, I'm free enough today to where I can tell you anything you want to know about my life.
0: Amen. And, and that's the power of forgiveness to have that mm. freedom and you to be able to share the story. And the fact that, you know, one of the things that we talk about a lot on our work room is that women who are out there in the workforce need to hear from working women. Mm. And you've mm. gone through this, you've owned a business, you've sold a business and you took that. You've, you, God's given you a platform to expand and share that story. And it's not about how to run a business. Mm. It's about how to share your story and how to be able to live in the freedom mm-hmm. that's given to you in Christ.
2: Absolutely. And I'm so grateful for the business that taught me many skills uh, along the way. And I grew up there. I grew up at Auntie Anne's. I grew up professionally, spiritually, emotionally, financially, in every way. God prepared me for this time of my life. And I want to go back to uh, a very important part was when we sold Auntie Anne's, mm-hmm. um, we took the proceeds of that money and we bought a 125-acre farm. And that's where we began our new, we launched a new uh, season for us was the Gap Family Center. And uh, in that center was a fifty-five thousand square foot building, uh, where we had uh, twelve to fifteen different services. In that building, we had a church that that was uh, that was there. We had a cafe. We had a couple of medical doctors. We had counseling, which Jonas continued counseling mm-hmm. as I supported him. But we were able then to build. We took the proceeds, uh, developed this one hundred twenty-five acre farm, and the number. The first building we built was the family uh, center, which was our greatest joy and we knew that Auntie Anne's was created for a purpose to give to be light but also when we built this center a part of the stories in our book and how we saw that center many many years before we had a dime we saw a building and how Auntie Anne's then was able to uh, provide uh, the, the vision was was grand when we saw it in our minds, but wow, when we actually built the physical building, it was beyond anything that we could have ever dreamed or thought. So we were able then to take the proceeds of the sale van and pour it into that uh, facility mm-hmm. and on that property, which was... That is amazing, that was, that was the
1: ultimate, so takes away all the guilt of all the pretzels people have eaten over the oh, years because now they know that good. it was going exactly. towards some amazing things. Yeah, I can't believe I nearly <laughs> forgot to tell you that <laughs> so all, you all your pretzels. guilt is gone there, absolutely, no, gotta have a little fun with that, so. <laughs> So, what would you say to somebody who's looking at their next phase? You know, they maybe God's telling them it's time to do something new, but they don't know what it is. Mm. What are some of the things mm. that you can encourage them mm. with? Yeah,
0: well, how did you know it was okay to even say, "Okay, it's I'm going to enter. It's okay to sell"? Because a lot of people do is just you, what you thought. You're like I thought it was going to be anti and aunt the rest of my life.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's okay to sell. I don't. You know, you got to get your ego out of the way. Hmm. It, it can't be about you. You know, yes, leadership, we're responsible. God always, you know, has a person to do the job, but it can't be about you. And I always told people that Auntie Anne's, even though I had my name, it was not about me. Mm-hmm. It really was about the people. And if, if you can stay focused on your people, uh, God will bless your business. I, I don't know to what extent, but, but if it's all about the money – that's that's soon when the money runs out or when you don't have enough money to pay the bills you know you're that's going to wear you down but when you know that you have a purpose and Jonas and I we knew our purpose was very clear it was clear and that purpose kept us getting up every morning to do more to do more to do more so it's really important to know what your purpose is number one and to understand that um uh, loving your people is more important than taking care of your ego uh, your mm. ego is going to mess you up, it, it, and I, I can speak to that because I understand going from one store to 50 stores in about two years or om- almost more. It's kind of like there's this feeling of wow, whoo, you know, wow, I'm mm, this is amazing, you know. But you know what? God had a way of bringing me down to to where I needed to be mm. to understand this is not about me. This is about me, God's purpose, and it's about you treating your people well, being an example, being a light, um, and uh, being salt. And as you put people first and serve them, I will bless this company. And truly, um, that's, that's the way it was for me. So if you own a company or if you're thinking about a company, either way, it's really important to have a great purpose. And remember,
1: it's not about you, but it's about the purpose for which God created you for. Mm, those are some good words. So is there anything along the way that you wish you had maybe gone back and done a little differently or said, man, you know, I mean, like you said earlier, hindsight is twenty twenty, and we can always look back. But that you um, maybe or that was incredibly difficult. Besides this, you know, ego is a big thing and just you putting know, yourself out of the way. running the company
0: and things like that. Yeah. If you look at that, that time, you said it was 18 or 19 years. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of things. And then you have 15 years that you've sold. So you've got a lot of years of perspective. What's one thing you're like, yeah, I'd like to help other people learn from that decision that I made?
2: That's a very easy answer. Uh, this, the, the decision to, to go into business the way we did was really not something that we you know, had planned and decided. Mm-hmm. So it kind of uh, evolved into one store, two stores, and, and we just screwed It was so crazy fast from the very beginning. And one of the things that I wish I would have done better uh, was be a better mom. Uh, But this business took me from uh, being a stay-at-home mom, uh, cooking breakfast, being there for lunch, and dinner with my two daughters. And, uh, wow, it took me completely out of the kitchen, into the world of business, and my daughters suffered from that. They were 11 and 15, then 12 and 17. And uh, wow, it it uh, although they worked for us, there was there was this this dynamic of like wow, we created this this business is here. We're all in this together. It was so much fun, and they were learning. And as an 11 year old, my one daughter could manage a store. Uh, unbelievable, <laughs> but no kidding. Mm-hmm. So it was a great um, it, it was all, it was a blessing, but almost a curse in some way. You have to learn how to manage that. And so as a mom. And as a, as a wife in business, I would encourage uh, anyone, whether it's a, even a man or a woman, uh, and you're, you have your responsibilities with your family. Uh, what I would do today is I would sit down with my daughters, and we would talk about what we're doing and uh, the the, uh, the complications of it, the intensity of it. The, you know, listen, this isn't really what we plan to do, but here we are, and so let's do this together. I just feel like I almost, I, I don't like to use the word abandon because that hurts me too bad. But that's what I want us to be careful about. Do not abandon your family in the midst of your growing and your even desire to be successful. Mm. We can abandon the things that are most important to us because, and that is not God's way. It is not God's will. He wants us to be in touch and in tune. Keep our families first. Yeah. Be a mama first. Raise your children. Uh, businesswoman is uh, number two.
0: Thank you, Auntie Ann Byler. Amazing. You can check her out online, AuntieAnnBiler, B-E-I-L-E-R.com, com. .com. We're giving away a copy of her book today.
1: We are. And again, the name of the book is called The Secret Lies Within. And I think one of the things when you go, I want to encourage everyone to go to her website and check it out. Um, She is specifically right now helping women to be able to discover what their story is and figure out how to share it. Because I think, Jim, don't you think the more we meet people that are transparent and actually share where they've come from, what they've gone through, it draws you in closer to them and you actually trust them more and feel closer to them?
0: You know what's funny for me? I can sense that people are holding back, and they just want to put up this pretty facade Mm -hmm. that they're like look all perfect. I really don't have much time for people like that. I feel bad for them because they're living in this pretend bubble world. Like John Travolta was in a bubble, you know, living in the bubble, the boy in the bubble. I love people who can be transparent and vulnerable, and we try to demonstrate that as often as we can on the air, Martha. And what I loved was what Auntie Ann talked about. So her, she grew the business from one to nine hundred. And she wasn't ready to retire, but she was ready to sell off to her cousin who would per- carry on and perpetuate the dream of Auntie Anne's Pretzels. And now it's over 1,800 <laughs> stores. Crazy. And and now under leadership of another woman president and mm-hmm. CEO. Uh, but Anne wasn't ready to retire, but she was ready to refire. I mean, she went from pouring into her employees to now she's really helping other women to learn how to share their story because she's got quite a story to tell.
1: She really does, and I want to encourage anybody if you missed her story to go back and listen to it through our podcast, which you can find on our website iworkforhim.com. But the but the key is is that she is taking all of that training, all of that um, time managing and leading people and Saying, okay, God, what can I do with it now? I learned the hard way about sharing my story and I couldn't really have freedom until I shared my story and she's helping other people. So if you go to her website, you will, you can download the Story Starter Guide. And it's something for free that she offers. She has a lot of resources out there, Jim. And I signed up for that. And it's been neat. They send, um, you know, they have a whole little, you know, thing where they send you helping you to uncover what your story is and walk you through it. So I listeners, I hope that you will be intrigued by that and by her story and you know just saying god what is mine but they actually help you do that not just lay there and wonder and i think as you listen
0: today you've got a story that god has written on your heart you each one of us has an individual story martha's story is different than my story although they enter we intersect at very young age at 13 but our story together is different than your story together with your spouse or you walking alone it is it is so important that we recognize that the story God's written in our heart is he doesn't allow us to go through those experiences just so we go through those experiences. He wants to be able to use those experiences, Martha, to yep. be able to, for us to be able to encourage others who are going through exactly the same thing. I mean, this is super important for us to understand that God never wastes any moments. And Auntie Anne was abused as a young mom, not by her husband, but by the by a pastor of a church, and, and she went through some really difficult times, and then one of her children was killed by a relative accidentally. Yep. I mean, talk about a story. It was rough. And yet she's allowed that story to impact her and how she helps others to share their story.
1: That's right. So I just want to remind our listeners, I forgot to give the phone number again, Jim. It's 866-713-9675. 866713 work leave us your information someone will win a copy of this book The Secret Lies Within and the subtitle is An Inside Out Look at Overcoming Trauma and Finding Purpose in the Pain you know for so many of us if we're experiencing pain actually finding purpose in it to find that there is a, at least some good that can come out of that pain um, this might help you with that. Again, her website is antiannbyler dot com, and she's a real person, guys. She's not just a figurative pretzel maker. Antiannbyler dot com.
0: And and as she said, much to her, much to your d- uh, dismay, she's not gone yet. She's still she's still alive and kicking. She wanted to make sure everybody knew that. <laughs> you can listen to I Work for Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. As we got to talk with Auntie Ann Byler today. Just remember, your workplace it's your Mitchell field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for, for him. him. number four him.com